Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin here. How Anita? How Anita? Oh. Howdy. Oh. Howdy. How? Hi Anita. How are you doing today? Better than you. <laughs> Lies. You're not. With your- I'm, I'm a bit frantic. I've just found out that I'm going on holiday on Saturday and today's Wednesday. Don't know when you're listening to this but um, yeah I didn't I, th- I thought it was cancelled because of loads of problems. So you're like, calm, no worries. And now it's like March. And yeah. now I've just found out I'm actually going in two, three days. So, ah. It's like another layer. And then it's almost like you don't believe that you're going until you're at, like for me, until I'm on the plane. I won't believe that I'm going, if that makes sense. It's like, yeah. kind of when, like, whereas before you'd be like, I can't wait because I'm doing this thing. And you kind of look forward to it. It's almost like you don't because you just think, I see. Yeah, <laughs> you've got no confidence in anything anymore. That's just it's it's absolutely right. Yeah. Just go from out, minute to minute, hour to well, hour. I'll pack a bag, but I don't yeah, know. Maybe. <laughs> oh think about doing that. But talking of holidays, actually, we had um, the guy that we've interviewed on today's podcast, Sam Hubert, is managing director of Football Escapes, and it is like a holiday business, but with a twist because there's football in it. So it's premiership footballers, and it's but but it's more more than that. It's really interesting when he goes into it actually in the podcast. But yeah. oh, well, I, I thought when you said Rocky was doing it because Rocky is good at football and he loves football, doesn't he? And I so I thought it was for like kids who were good at football and want to be footballers. But actually, no. from what he was saying, there's a whole other story around it and why it's you know great for families to go on and and. So I was like, oh yeah, okay, I could do that maybe one day. Yeah, yeah, you can come along to it, or we'll, mm. or we'll take your son, <laughs> uh, and he can come with us because he likes his football. There's a lot of takeaways in here as well of like how how just how life can just happen to you in different ways, and the business has only been going four years, and if you think now as we're recording this is 2022, so he started it four years ago, which would mean right in the middle of this time was when um you know the pandemic hit i mean at least for us we started it just before but we're an online business so you know it changed a few things but it didn't hamper us that well, we much, were just i was just super grateful that i didn't like have do the thing that i did before which is you know managing staff and not you know recruitment business and what i was just grateful i wasn't still married to the last one. <laughs> oh yeah and that, and that yeah circumstances in terms of like you know <laughs> yeah. where we were in life in life and Thank business and things. in actual fact we had it quite easy in comparison yeah. to a lot of other people that are out there anyway here is the podcast episode let's get into get it, into it. Like, that, like that click there if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe so uh, sam hubert uh, founder of football escape so football escapes is a premier football holiday luxury holiday so we coach children from the age of 5 to 15 in various destinations such as Dubai, Portugal, Spain, Cyprus, so all around the world. Uh, what makes us different is we bring ex-Premier League legends to these courses. So the business is owned by Rio Ferdinand, Mark Noble, Bobby Zamora, and then we lean on some ex-Premier League ambassadors to run that. So um, in terms of my background, I was a football coach originally. So came from university and then went out to New York and coached in New York for two years with the Red Bulls, then worked at Chelsea um, and a few other clubs. And then we came up with the the concept of football escapes, really. And it was, I suppose, how would we like to describe it? Almost the Disneyland of football. So how can we sprinkle a little bit of magic onto a family's holiday, utilising footballers 
and that family experience. So it's for people whose kids love football, not necessarily for people whose kids think, oh God, that's the next David Beckham. Exactly. For us, it's more about that fun element. So you don't have to be an aspiring footballer. It's about how you can create memories whilst you're on holiday with your children. Also occupying them. So when the kids are a little bit too old for a kids club, it's what do they do then pulling their mum or dad's shirt and saying we're bored or, or you know, staring at a on. device all bloody day that's what my kids do it drives me mad staring at an ipod or an ipad yeah. you know it's uh, getting them onto the pitch in the morning so the, the course only runs from 10 till 12 but they create so many friends off the course that um, the parents are delighted with that and they're running around but it's also creating those moments where they're kicking a ball around with rio ferdinand or you know, people that they're seeing on the television, they, they get to experience that firsthand. I'm excited because I am coming out to Dubai. Me and the kids are going. So Serena's going to be helping out, volunteering with you guys. She's going to help run it because she's 15. And then my son is going to get involved in it, who's nine, who's Rocky. So, yeah, it's, I'm really looking forward to it. Although our week has got Peter Crouch and we're Leicester City fans. And the following week has got the legend that is Wes Morgan. Is Peter Crouch not? No, not Peter Crouch is great. I'm not going to slate Peter Crouch because I'm hoping to do the <laughs> robot with him. But yeah. by the way, I need to know something about football, so I like this is going to go over ahead. Yeah, Wes Morgan won, won the Premier League with Leicester. He captained us. Yeah, he yeah. captained us to that. So, so we don't fly out till the Tuesday, so we'll be nipping down to say a quick hello to him anyway. Mays will actually be there on holiday that week, so you will see Oh, him. good. <laughs> No, he'll be so glad to be on holiday when I'm just there. <laughs> Security! No. <laughs> no, it won't be that bad. But it's, it's a fan... No, no, that really resonates, actually, because I feel like a lot of people, they live for their holidays, for example. So yeah. they work really hard, and then they're looking forward to their holiday and actually have these huge expectations of what it's going to be like. And then, like you say, the kids are on the devices or they're moaning their board and you're like, oh, look at these fantastic facilities we've got. Look at the great space we're in. And you're not you're not appreciating it. Because for, for me as well, I don't drink. So for, for me, I don't like, I know lots of people that go on holiday, part of what they enjoy about going on holiday is maybe having a few drinks or whatever. So I don't do that either. So I like to go and know that something's going on like there's a little bit of structure not too much structure but something happening and i think this is a great way of people to be able to go along something but also know that the kids are going to be entertained because when you go abroad sometimes the the kids clubs are just dire aren't they they're just not all of them (laughs) when kids get to a certain age too or certain kids don't want to get involved in the in the silly games or the dancing about and if you my kids are very sporty so for them to go and you know enjoy sport is going to be great for them and that's nice too 10 till 12 so then you've got the rest of the day i think when we talk about holidays at the moment and um, you know if you bring it back to that sort of marketing element it's all about those instagrammable moments yeah. you know people want to share those moments on on social media or they want to go back and, and go into the office and and talk about their kids holiday and this was my little kid training with peter crouch in february um, but what we've done is we, we, I suppose we've taken it on a few steps in terms of we run a parents game as well now. So we do a parents game on a Wednesday. So yes, we do the 10 till 12, but we also want parents to meet parents and parents to become friends on this. So we're almost trying to create a bit more of a community feel. So yeah. parents then get to play with Peter Crouch on a Wednesday night and then we take the parents for a drink after. So it's not just about the 10 till 12 football it's also, you know, one night we run a FIFA night competition. We take the kids to Wild Wadi. There's an outdoor cinema. So oh, okay. we have to package it that way so that it's it's involved around the family 
rather than just those two hours on the football pitch. Yeah. I think it's like an old-fashioned idea now that you go on holiday and you just like sit on a sun lounger for two weeks and I can't think of anything more boring. So, I mean, I go skiing with my kids and I'm not the biggest fan of skiing or the best skier, but it gives me something I can do with the children that hopefully they'll want to do with me forever whereas now i can't even persuade them to well my daughter i can't persuade her to sit and watch telly with me she's just not interested yet she's happy to go on a skiing holiday with me and we'll be skiing every day so you know i'm not into football and although my son is he'd probably really enjoy that actually if i'd have known it was a thing but um it's something you can enjoy together so this is something you're right the family can enjoy together and it's just a great like role model for children that you don't just switch off and lie down for two weeks but you can go to other places and enjoy seeing them as well as doing stuff you enjoy yeah, Jack can come with us next time yeah. we go to another one. You can join us on our holiday because there's, there's loads, isn't there, that that you run. How do, how do you decide on the destinations? So yeah, that's an interesting one. The destinations really are picked on one. It's obviously location. We like to go places where uh, the sun is shining. Um, if we're totally honest, because yeah. first and foremost, when parents are looking at their holidays, they look for that. Two, it's partnering up with your five-star family resorts. So, you know, we could have the best football pitch in the world, but if the hotel rooms and the restaurants don't match to that, then, you know, the parents aren't happy. So it's making sure, yes, from a football element, there's that there's that football field and and that's a a five star facility. But the, the hotel and the restaurants and the service has to match that because, you know, the parents are paying the money to go away on holiday. So we do look for those five star family resorts that are renowned around the world. So we look at, you know, we partnered with Jamira, we partnered with Icos Resorts, which are your five-star all-inclusives, and Antara. So they're big brands that um, are well-known in the market. So how long have you been doing this? So we've been running the business four years now. Um, We obviously got hit very hard with COVID last year. Um, And I suppose the way we pivoted with that is we ran staycations at the Grove Hotel over in Hertfordshire. Uh, and the reason we picked the Grove Hotel is England used that as their base when they stayed there for Euro 2020. So if we're talking about those magic moments and, and kids feeling special, um, England stayed there when they did the, when they were playing for Euro 2020, the week after we had a camp there. And it was almost like, you know, Harry Kane stayed in the same room as you guys. Oh. You know, it's picking those locations where there is some synergy between what we're doing in terms of from a football side and, and from a should we say a family side that way? Yeah, because you've still got you've got another one coming up in March, haven't you? Um, that's at the Grove, which is an all girls one. I noticed. Yeah, and I suppose we we get a lot of girls coming onto our courses. Um, so probably ten percent of the course at the moment is filled with girls. Now, the girls game is growing substantially. We've got some female ambassadors such as Farah Williams, who's the most capped England player, mm. Leanne Sanderson as well. Um, what we found is that uh, you know we want girls to be confident in their own ability and having a girls only camp where when girls get to 10, 11, 12, the boys are physically stronger and um, we want girls to come. One, be confident in that, but two, look up to these role models. You know, when when Farah Williams and Leanne Sanderson were playing, female football wasn't professional or wasn't at the stage it is now. So their role models were always boys um, in terms of that side of it. But now the girls game is so strong. You know, these girls can dream about playing at Wembley Stadium or looking up to these um, aspirational female footballers. So we're quite heavy on on creating a girls-only environment where, like I say, they're confident, they're comfortable in their surroundings, but also they've got role models to look up to, and that's from a professional element. But also we've got female coaches who are PE teachers or still work in the game at academies, and we're 
we're trying to say to people, you know, everyone's not going to become a professional footballer, but yeah. there are other avenues that you can go if you are interested in sport and football that way. So, yeah, that'll be our first camp down in uh, the Grove that way. And what we're doing is we are tying it in with a game at the end. So the girls will train across the weekend. Yeah. And then they will go and watch Manchester City play against Tottenham down the yeah, road. Yeah, shame so, it's a Spurs game, but, you know, know got, yeah. you could have sorted them out a Leicester game, couldn't you? <laughs> Decent team. Who do you support? I support Chelsea. Oh. We I don't even know what that means. She went, oh, which met, I thought was loaded with meaning, but I don't get it. <laughs> Is that good or bad, Anna? <laughs> it's not like he's a Man United fan. That would be terrible. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, um, Chelsea, yeah, they're, they're all right team. But it's just it's strange that you're going to a Tottenham match, though. Yeah, I suppose the reason we picked Tottenham was uh, more location. So mm. they, they play at the Hive, which is mm. uh, 20 minutes away from the Grove. Yeah. So it just worked from, from that side of it. But, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that. You know, it's, um, it's a brand-new product for us. It was something we are um, keen to, to try and keep running. The Girls Euro 2022 is at Wembley. Yeah. So if this one goes well, then we may be able to create another camp around uh, around that. Yeah, that'd be good. So is this just football and always going to stay football? Because I could see it like branching out to other sports. He's not doing a skiing one for you. Olympic, no, but like, you know, getting Olympic athletes that have like cycling, running, whatever, and doing the similar kind of thing. Yeah, so it's a great point. So obviously we are football experts uh, by day. We, we have been. Um, but what we notice when we go on these trips is... You know, not everyone likes football. You've got two adults, two children. One child might like football. What does the other child do? Mm. So the plan and future growth of this business is to then set up other types of escapes, shall we call them? So, you know, boxing escapes, cricket escapes, dance escapes, cooking okay. escapes. So mm. we would then go into a hotel and take over that. And you might have Rio Ferdinand doing the football. You might have a Tim Hemman doing the tennis. But that 10 till 12 slot, is all about that activeness and, and making sure that you've created and almost done a task in the morning to then carry on with the rest of your holiday. So, yeah, funny you should say that. That is definitely uh, the growth plan of this business is then to to branch out into other areas. I mean, how I found you guys was old-fashioned yeah. Google, right? Because I just thought, you know, I don't want the kids at half-term to be going to, you know, down the road to the local thing. Or do I want. I, I thought there's got to be other ones in other other places let me just google so how how else would typically your ideal clients find you so yeah our ideal clients obviously um you know social media and instagram is is, is a huge place for us at the moment if you think about um the people we've got involved in the business now we've got rio ferdinand obviously five million followers shares it with a uh, with this his audience um, we've got the other ambassadors doing it that way but in terms of how do we target our key demographic we We've got a sponsorship with the Independent Schools Football Association. Oh, okay. So we run a tournament throughout the whole year. Um, so we do 24 regional tournaments. And then we host the final at St. George's Park, which is England's training ground. Yeah. So we then go into schools and we run school coaching days. So if you win the regional tournament, we would then bring one of our ambassadors into the school and coach the kids that way. So it's a little bit of that. Also, a lot of it is word of mouth. So the amount of referrals we are getting now is quite substantial. But yeah, in terms of marketing, I suppose there's three elements. There's the social media side, the partnerships or sponsorships that we look at. 
And then thirdly, it's it's connecting with our wider audience across um, using our ambassadors reach that way. And also fourth is the hotels, really. You know, the hotels, why do they love this so much? Well, it distincts them from, from their um, competitors. So, for example, you know, Jamira Beach can advertise that they're running a football academy with Peter Crouch, whereas you go down the road in Dubai, it's not happening. Atlantis so, haven't got you, have they? You know, Jamira and Atlantis are competitors, but... Yeah. Why would you stay at Jamira? Well, if you're a big football fan and Peter Crouch is running a course there, you'd probably go and stay there in comparison to somewhere else. Yeah, when there's a lot of competition in the area, it just gives you another string to your bow, doesn't it? Exactly. That well, especially in terms of, you know, people now wanting to travel away and wanting to get away, hotels are looking for something that differentiate themselves from like we talked about earlier, a kids club. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So did you play football or have yours just been more interested in kind of coaching? So I played football, but more at a semi-professional level um, and then probably realised uh, quite early on that I wasn't be- going to become a footballer, um, but loved that coaching side of it and working with children and developing them and um, actually did my coaching badges whilst I was down at university. Hmm. So I went to Brighton University, studied uh, sports down there but alongside that, um, did my coaching badges and ended up... So I was doing part-time coaching with Brighton and Hove Albion, just going into the community yeah. in the schools and just loved to see the kids' reactions um, when, when we were coaching them. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I just built it out that way, really, from a coaching angle. Have you always been in that space then? Have you ever done any normal jobs or jobs that are away from that? I've done loads <laughs> of different jobs. I think for where we are in the business, I think, you know, I, I started as a football coach. I went out to New York Rebels, then Chelsea... But How then, did you get the opportunity to go out to New York Red Bulls? So when I was at university, that second year of university, I got offered a placement just to go out and do um, a two-month placement out there. And yeah, then just awesome. my network and connections that way. And then they said, when you finish uni, do you want to come out and coach out there? So, you know, I was 21 years old. I thought, you know what? Why not? Um, nothing to lose. Why not go yeah. out there and enjoy the culture that way? So... So did that and then I actually came back to renew my visa. You know, there was a there was a four-month gap and I, I got a job at Chelsea and then it ended up just staying there. As a Chelsea fan, you know, it was um, almost a bit of a dream come true and be coaching, uh, going to Cobham every day and, and working with them. I was lucky enough to go on a few first-team tours and work with Adidas, oh. Samsung and working in the community that way. And was it what you thought it would be? Because I always imagine if I got a job at Leicester City, the thing is, I'm not very good in jobs. That's probably why. But I imagine if I got a job in Leicester City, then it'd take the shine off of it. But is are you still like loving Chelsea or has it just changed your view, viewpoint on it? That's an interesting one. I, I still, I still, yes, I still follow it. Do I follow it as much now? No. Um, I think when you work in and around football, you want to spend also your social time not talking about football, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So, it's finding that balance, I suppose, between work and then um, social side in terms of what you enjoyed that way. So interestingly, look, Chelsea was an amazing job for me in terms of what I learned. I came out of football, like I said, really, I came out of coaching and went into the more commercial world of sport. So I went and worked for a company called Nielsen Sports, and that was around sports sponsorship. That must have helped you no end for this, what you're doing now. Exactly that. And, um, you know, I'll tell anyone, you know, go and learn a bit more and, and picking up different jobs and learning different roles helped me build this business in terms of mm. from a football coaching side of things, great. But what goes on behind the scenes? So scene much more. We say that. Our, our clients are like, oh, I want to do this, though. And maybe they are great at that thing, whatever it may be. Maybe they're a coach or whatever. And then it's actually, yes, you're great at that thing, but... 
a business is not just that's just the bit that you can do all day long with your eyes shut then there's all this other stuff around it that you've got to kind of get involved with yeah well we say really the easiest part of our job is actually when we're there and on the pitch for those two hours Uh, everything else around it in terms of structuring it working with the hotels we've got a marketing team here our sales team uh, working with our ambassadors, getting our coaching team. Parents say to me, "Oh, so what are you going to do when you when you get home from these trips?" And like you know, they don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Loads. I'll just wait for the next one. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. So you still get to go and be involved in the actual coaching as well. Oh, yeah, at the moment, at the moment, I still go out to most courses. Um, so I'll be out in Dubai for two weeks. Mm. Um, Obviously, in April, we run five courses at the same time. For me, I normally just pick one of the camps I go to. The nicest place. <laughs> That's how I pick it. Bali? Oh, yeah, right. Bali or, like, Bedford? Exactly that. So, yeah, when you own the business, you can sort of pick where you want to go. But, no, for uh, for myself, actually, I'm not going in April. I've got a baby on the way in April. Oh. Um, so I will be at home the team will be looking after those five different venues. So, Oh, that's good of you. I hope it comes. It isn't late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've well, missed it for no reason. You know, when you run your own business, it's tricky then when you're expanding, because we're expanding quite quickly now, it's letting go of certain things that you had control over. Uh, yeah. I'm starting to understand understand that side of things at the moment it's about having accountability but not responsibility which exactly. is hard because if it goes wrong it's you that suffers but you're exactly. not actually in charge of doing it yeah i, I was actually going to um ask about like awkward people because what you do is not obviously it's quite high-end products yeah. so how do you deal with so i can imagine some people will be do like, you know pain, who i pain, am pain in the asses or i mean do you come across awkward people or is it general rule people are all right yeah we get a mix of celebrities coming across we get um yeah obviously like you said we get um high-end people in in various jobs and roles uh, etc but you know um i'm always an advocate i've worked with a lot of celebrities treat people the same in terms yeah. of who they are you know people don't need to be uh spoon fed or anything like that when you treat people just normally they, they treat you back that the same way so what i love about this role is i meet so many different families and different people from all walks of life in terms of do we get any um, awkward people i don't think we get awkward people we get people who have a vested interest in their children and their holidays and um, as long as you manage that well enough you know there's there's kids on our on our courses who do play for academies and there's kids on our courses who have never kicked a football so it's about finding that solid ground in terms of we need to push those academy players and teach them what what it's like to be an academy and we've got the ex-premier league footballer to do that but we also need on the other side of the spectrum to make sure that that five six seven year old who's not kicked a ball one has an amazing time on his holiday on when he's on the pitch Two goes back and learns something. It may just be the simplest thing that they've learned, but they can go home and go into the school and say, you know, I had a great time and also they taught me this. Mm. So I think it's a bit unrealistic for people to think that they're going to come along and, you know, it's going to be this high-end thing for, for their child to excel to become a premiership footballer. You know, it's it's, it's fun. It's but Yeah, like you say, it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be, you know, a ticket to getting into an academy or anything. Is it? So. Yeah, exactly that. You know, we... Uh, we pride ourselves on on making this fun. We, you know, when you when you come next week, we pull parents out when we're doing the training sessions and, and get those involved. It's more about the enjoyment side of it and yeah, it's yeah. creating an environment where people feel confident enough in their in their group to, to try new things, but also build those friends. You know, we've got families now who come on two or three trips a year and yeah. families are now asking each other 
oh, where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah. So it's about building those those relationships that way on and off the pitch rather than, yeah, it's, yes, football is the hook. I suppose football is what keeps everyone coming back, but it's so much more than football. And it's important because I'm not, I'm not a massively sporty person, which is probably why I run, because you just go and do it on your own and there's no one to compete with or go, oh, yeah, shit, and that. And so <laughs> I remember my school days of doing sport where I'm the worst in the group and everyone's like, for God's sake. And, you know, that's not <laughs> a fun week if that's how your week is, because everyone's better than you, is it? Exactly that, yeah. We And when we structure the course, when we put the children into their groups it's all about the right age and the right ability that way so that uh, like you say it, it would be no fun for a kid to fly over to dubai um, next week and just other children moaning just be at the them. shittest so, one yeah yeah we, and we make sure that we send it out that way so it is all around um, making sure that these kids enjoy it and they go home and you know they've got these pictures of them and peter crouch or them and whoever that ambassador is and they remember that moment forever. You know, um, if we're coming back to, I suppose, this marketing element, what we've realised is Peter Crouch, Rio Ferdinand, Joe Cole, etc. Six, seven, eight-year-olds might not know. Where's who Morgan? Dick- Where's Morgan? Where's Morgan? <laughs> seven, eight-year-olds might not know who these people are. My son didn't when I mentioned Peter Crouch. He went, who's that? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Makes you feel old. Yeah, and what we've learned uh, regarding our, our audience is, yes, the parents who pay for the holidays might know a Peter Crouch or Wes Morgan or Rio and they want their kids to be coached because they've probably grown up watching that player but also how do we make sure that the children also um, I suppose get the benefit out of it and what we've done is we've started pairing pairing ex-Premier League footballers with YouTubers or football influencers should we say because Hmm. we, we look at the way children watch on YouTube yeah, there's some YouTubes my son watches actually. There's something to do with football, like the F2 freestylers, I think. Maybe Probably. I don't know because YouTubes have all got such weird names, and it doesn't. Yeah. Like Mr. Beast, he loves Mr. Beast, but that's nothing to do with football. <laughs> I, I could I could remember Simon, but all these weird names. I'm like, old. So what? Yeah. So for example, what we've done is we, you know, we've put Billy Wingrove. He has an audience of around 12 million on on YouTube called the F2. Now. Kids now are pulling. Uh, That's it, Billy. Is him? Is him? Yeah, Billy. Yeah. yeah. But kids are now pulling their mum or dad's shirts, going, you know, I want to be training with Billy Wingrove in in Dubai, and then the parent will look at it and go, well, actually, yeah, I know Peter Crouch. Yeah, lovely in terms of from a football angle and uh, that professionalism and Premier League stance. We got a Peter Crouch, but we pair him up with a YouTube. Oh, Billy Wingrove, or whatever his name is, going to be there then. Yeah, he won't be there in February. He's going to be there in April. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. But, but that's a great strategy. You're absolutely yeah. right. And then also they're thinking, oh, I wonder what contacts they've got that I can, you know, tap into in that, whether it's right or rightly or wrongly. But yeah, it's something for everyone, isn't there? Yeah, it is. And, uh, and like I say, these YouTubers are actually becoming bigger superstars. Yeah, I bet they cost you more money than the footballers. You know, it's weird because you get onto the pitch and the parents are or wanting to speak to the Premier League footballer and the children are going absolutely crazy because this YouTube is there. Oh, so yeah. it marries it up really well in terms of that side of it. What YouTube have we got in Dubai? Have we got any? Oh, we're, just, we're still trying to get a couple oh, down there. Some. I bet yeah. there's loads based in Dubai, isn't there, anyway? There is, there is. There's a lot out there at the moment because it's a great place to film content. So a lot of, yeah. a lot of YouTubers go out there for the winter months, shall we say. Yeah, that's our plan, isn't it? Uh, yeah, one day. Yeah, we've got a few business meetings out in Dubai as well for for some plans that we've got moving forward, location wise. So, which is going to be good. 
So what's the what's the big? So obviously we're going to get football escapes, and you're going to link it into cricket escapes or whatever. What's the other big plans for football escapes moving forward? Yeah, I suppose we've got a few big plans. So football escapes is ideally it's a tour operator as well in the background. So we we package this up as a holiday. So. We don't just sell the football on its own. So you can get the flights, the holiday and the football side that way. So like I said to you before, really, it's creating and becoming the Disneyland of football. So uh, it's how we package it up. And it's about creating the journey and creating those touch points for these customers. So when you book for us, you get a personalised video message from the ambassador. Um, you get a signed shirt. Um, we do all of your concierge, etc. So it's about making it feel luxury, but making it feel mm-hmm. personalised. We're, we're make very it easy as well. If you've got to go and book, yeah. then that's a ball ache, isn't it? So. Exactly that. So it, it, one, it's creating that one-stop shop for the parents. So they can just go on, they can book the flights, hotel, football. They know they're sorted that way. We've got a concierge team here who look after restaurant bookings and if you want to go and do your safaris and that. I think what, we, what we're looking at is really, if you think about it, what do people want when they're going away? Yes, they want something to do, but they want that ease. You know, they want yeah. that stress of the holiday being taken away. So... If you've got someone just dedicated to you to look after all that, then then great. Um, so in terms of what our big plans are, it's really just solidifying um, that customer experience and making sure that it is a holiday that you'll always remember. Um, so And then creating that community and club feel, really. We're looking at how we can create a bit more of a membership base where people yeah. Yeah. Are, are part of it that way. You know, we want people to feel part of this Football Escapes community. And then expanding into other destinations. You know, we're talking to um, people out in Qatar at the moment, uh, pre-World Cup, so running some things oh, out. Yeah. Um, we want to build and be that number one football travel provider in the world. Um, when we look at our competition, you know, there are clubs that run soccer schools in resort, yeah. but they don't bring what we bring in terms of bringing the families together, creating that whole or they're often one destination, aren't they? Like, yeah. So then you just go back, you're expected to go back, but it's quite nice that you feel familiar with that type of holiday and who's running it, but actually you get to go to different destinations as well. Yeah, different destinations and, and new ambassadors, like we say, you know, we're mm. always looking at how we can always enhance our programmes. Um, so, you know, enhancing the course with, with new ambassadors, new YouTubers, but also enhancing the football programme with new technology, for example. You know, we're always looking at, what new football technology we can put on the course. So, you know, when people get there, it's about that that experience of going, wow, have you seen they've got, you know, this piece of technology which now does X, Y and Z. One, we're the Get Savvy Club. So what makes you savvy? What makes me savvy? I think it's about really just always staying one step ahead. Um, so you've always got to be one step ahead of whether that's your competitors, whether that's um, what's going on in the market. So I'm always looking at, at what's happening that way. Well, you got through the pandemic, <laughs> through the worst of it. Yeah, yeah. If you can do that, you can do anything now. Everything's going to be so easy. Plain sailing. You should yeah. imagine what you were thinking, like March 2020, like. Oh, honestly, oh, I, was waking, I, was, I was waking up every morning with new news mm. or we were just getting out our, um, our little bank calculator. <laughs> Depress yourself. Putting the car back in and sending people their money, but... The pandemic taught us about really consumer confidence and, uh, you know, making sure that you over communicate with with your clients and your customers and make sure that make sure that you're delivering the right information to them at the right time and them feeling confident. You know, we we as a business made sure that we were always talking to our clients in terms of updating them with new COVID updates. But we always made sure that, 
you know, every single person that booked for us that couldn't travel got a full refund because we knew at some point when the pandemic calmed down and people were able to travel again, you know, there is a bit of a travel boom at the moment that we wanted them to think of football escapes first. A lot of travel businesses have created a lot of bad feeling with their customers just from making yeah. them jump through hoops. Um, but yeah, you've got one eye on the future thinking we want them to come back. So. I need to know this firsthand, don't you? I've <laughs> recently just been going through with your skiing holiday, but it's sorted now. So you're all, you're all right. I've just had a phone call from the travel company saying, okay, you can have your holidays and we'll go and ski on Saturday. When this morning I woke up thinking I'm going skiing in March. So now I'm like, ah, oh my God. Get all the stuff sorted out. Yeah. And the other question that we ask is um, for a book recommendation. So is there a book that you would recommend in marketing business, personal development that's helped you along the way? Yeah, do you know what? I read a book last year uh, by Eddie Hearn. I don't even know the boxing promoter. Yeah. Um, called No Passion, No Point. Oh, uh, I didn't know he had a book. Yeah, and it really hit home, really, in terms of, you know, I feel when you are involved in a business and you want your team and staff to really grasp it, uh, you know, you have to have that passion for for what you're selling and what you're running to really actually carry it out. So the book's called No Passion, No Point, um, and he brings up some really key, um, some key elements of how he evolved and how he grew his business around that passion, all about that passion, really. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out as well then. That's where, yeah. where we get our book list from. I'm not just yeah. asking every week people. Like, so how, how can people find out more about um, you and Football Escapes? Yeah, so obviously we've got our social media, Instagram at Football Escapes um, across, well, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter now. Um, TikTok being a, a new one that we are trying to get into just because of uh, the, the children. My daughter can help you with that next week. Like she, she can... We're all for transitions at yeah. the moment, still trying. Mm. Um, and then our website is www.footballescapes.com. We've got 24 courses um, this year all across the world with some um, fantastic footballers. So we look forward to seeing you. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Awesome. What a nice guy. And um, just goes to show that like ordinary people can end up doing extraordinary jobs and still be, you know, down to earth. And, you know, he's talking about it being a business. A challenging episode for me because I don't know anything about football. I have heard of Rio Ferdinand and Peter Crouch. <laughs> But I couldn't tell you what they did on the football pitch or who they played for. Yeah. Do you know what? When I well, you don't know the YouTubers or the footballers, do, I, do no, you? Yeah, in, yeah. When I was young, in the 70s, my dad um, was in the army. He was a physiotherapist. And to earn extra money, he used to be a physiotherapist for various football clubs. And one of the ones he worked for was Aldershot. I don't know if you've ever heard of them because we yeah. lived near them. And he was their like, resident physio. He used to run on you know, on the pitch and all that kind of thing. And when uh, my mum was working too and they couldn't get a babysitter, they'd take, he'd take me and my sister with him and we'd have to sit on the subs bench, like a little concrete bench on the side of the pitch. And like, I'd be four years old and told them not to move. <laughs> And you weren't allowed to play with that ball there because that was like, and then it was the most boring thing in the world. And I think that's why I've got such, you know, like, I just don't like football. I find it really boring. And yeah. that, because you had a bad experience early on. All the time, in between, yeah. In between that zero to seven year old age, that's what. <laughs> 
Not and that was the day as well when it was as I was growing up. It was a really sexist environment. Oh yeah. And football. So when I was about fourteen, fifteen, I used to have a part-time job making the sandwiches on oh. for the home matches. And uh, my, you know, my dad would be like, "Bring me some sandwiches. Bring me tea." And you know, and I'd have to just like go down. And then one time on like a school night, Tuesday, and um, I'd made all the sandwiches, I cleaned up, and it was like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, and my dad wasn't coming out of the director's lounge. They're all in there drinking, aren't they? And um, I was thinking, "Oh God, I go to school tomorrow." So I sat there for ages so I thought I'll just go in and say are you ready so I went in and went are you ready and he went mad <laughs> women <laughs> aren't allowed in here get oh. out and so yeah. I thought oh all right I'll ring my mom and said can you come and pick me up which she did and then by the time he she came he'd finished and got right bollocking for like showing him up by being a female and going in the director's lounge and now you look back and you it's think it's crazy what? how much it's changed it's not that's not you know it's not a long long time ago but it has like my my kids they can't get their head around like they'll say to me well, why didn't you play football when you were a younger mum?" i'm like mm. well it just wasn't really like i enjoyed football i played football um like i played all all different games and whatnot on the street with like the other people that were around but and i used to actually even train with the football um team across the road lads but they'd only let me do the running with them. Well, actually the coach, because I was good at running, used to be like, uh, he used to get me running with them. So then he could basically, this is another thing that wouldn't happen in this snowflakey world that we live in. But then he used to basically say to the the boys, look, a girl's beating you. You're just not good enough. Look, she's, exactly, she's younger yeah. than you. She's a girl and she's beating you at the running. But then I, I wasn't like invited to go and kick a ball with them or anything like that in, in the actual thing. And there was... There just wasn't, you know, we at school we played netball. We played hockey yes. well. I didn't play hockey. I stood out way away from everyone else because I didn't, didn't like the look of that. Dangerous sport. game. And it, no, yeah. it's not for me. But um, but yeah, so it's it has changed massively, which is great. But yeah, so you don't have the best experience of um. No, and then we used to go swimming as well. We'd have to go on the bus drive through Aldershot and we paused once at a traffic thing. My dad used to text, he was quite fit, and he used to take the footballers out and train them. And they were all at the side of the road. They'd obviously just come back and they were doing their stretching. And that's my dad doing like lunges in really short shorts <laughs> with steam coming off him and the someone's like isn't that your dad <laughs> and i'm just like no 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 <laughs> things like that when you're about 13 14 they scar you for life don't they yeah and they and the shorts were shorter back then weren't they <laughs> that is a thing the shorts were definitely far short you know those silky ones that yeah. go right off at yeah, the yeah. Side. Exactly. what do you mean they were the short they were the ones that you were and also i bet like you know because your dad had like two girls i bet his friends or like people that he worked with used to like be like oh yes. <laughs> because obviously oh you got two girls that's unfortunate you. <laughs> because um i'm obviously we're speaking to sam in the episode and he's saying he's you know babies he knows it's going to be a girl and like now you think oh cool then they he she can probably get into football as well then or be whereas obviously years ago it was like oh dear poor you yeah. you're not going to have like anyone when my nana died we went through all her stuff and she had a letter that my mom had written to her the day i was born because there was no she didn't want on the telephone um so she'd written it to her <laughs> i'm the second child the youngest girl oh, yeah. and on the letter the day i was born my mom had written i think jim's really disappointed it's a girl <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> but that's just how it how 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 it was though. I mean, he I, wasn't I, there because he was at the football, and uh, so by the time he turned up, he must have just gone. Oh, right, oh, girl, another what girl, another girl. I'm off again. What are we going to do with that? <laughs> well, actually, my uh, daughter's dad. Um, he's already got two boys that are a lot older from a previous relationship. So when I was pregnant with with Serena, we actually called her eBay. 
because it was this running joke that if it was a girl, we'd put her on eBay. That's what, because obviously everything we did was to do with football. It was just like, you know, a bit of a left of, and um, yeah, we were, I was actually really shocked because he'd had two boys before. And I don't, I don't know, just in my head, just during pregnancy, I just thought I was having a boy, just thought I was having a boy. Yeah. And so we was both just really shocked <laughs> to be, oh, because we didn't find out either way. Um, and he was like, oh, right. Okay. It's, it's a girl. That's weird. Mm, um, but, yeah, she should have called her eBay. She could have carried that off. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she actually, <laughs> she liked it. She's like, if anybody ever says to her, what's your, what's your nickname? She said, oh, my nickname's eBay before I was even born. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. But cool. So if you want to be in with a chance of winning Eddie Hearn's book, which I didn't even know Eddie Hearn had written a book, so I'm going to go check that out. Um, I like the sound of that. No passion, no point. Because really, if you're not passionate about what you do, what is the point? You know, people start businesses, don't they? Because they just think it's a good idea. But actually, if you chase you the money, it's harder, isn't it? But if you, if you yeah, passion, definitely. If you don't follows passion, really, in, if you're not, re- not really interested in that thing, but you think, oh, I should be able to do a business like that, it's going to be harder. It's going to be so much harder. I would have thought than if you, because I was meddling in with social media and helping people, you know, attract clients using it and stuff before we even had Get Savvy Club because it's just something that I enjoy doing. So, and same with you and marketing things. So, yeah, yeah if, if it was, if the job was, I don't know, like my granddad had an engineering company. So, if it was like just making little cogs in a factory you struggle anyway, to get passion there wouldn't question you? of the week you ready oh yeah yeah this one we were asked so we've got a membership and twice a month we have a jfdi session where everybody trucks up and they can ask us any questions and we just help to inspirate motivate inspire whatever inspirate it's not inspirate. Word, it? inspirate. we inspirate them i like that one that's <laughs> <laughs> quite medical um inspire and motivate and one of the questions we got asked the last time we did it is what are the latest trends in social media and we <laughs> answer that no, like to you <laughs> yeah it's i think anyone that asks that's missing the point um because there's always going to be a new thing coming out a new app a new i mean we're recording this um February 2022 um and you know people could arguably say well TikTok's where where there's a lot of reach at the moment if you're using it right or you know have you got a Snapchat or are you doing but trends will come and go but the principles of marketing will always be there so don't think about jumping on that next fad on that next bandwagon of this new thing yeah of course explore it see if it fits into your business but really you shouldn't be looking for the next trend and yeah it's back to what we say which we haven't made up but got from other people as well is that there is no shortcut the shortcut is to do the work yeah so if you're trying to follow the trends i think you're often trying to look for the shortcuts yeah you know what's the latest thing that's going to get me seen that's going to get me more clients that's going to make me more money but with without the effort and actually the thing that's going to do all those things are you know consistent effort and getting it building your foundation of business the right way and then getting out there and get and there are ways to make that easier because that's what we've built a whole business around um but it still requires you to do a little bit of work and, it, and if you think of like trends for example or shortcuts or or if you see people and think oh wow they've done so good in such a short space of time on that particular platform or this or that go and look and you'll find out that actually they've not just jumped on a trend then actually they've put all the marketing principles that we talk about into doing that thing so top so kids these days think they can just be a YouTuber, don't they? Well, I'll start a YouTube channel. Well, hang on. Look at all the all your YouTube favourites and see where they started, how long they've been doing it for, how consistent they are, who their ideal client. They, they've put all the pillars of marketing in place already for yeah. that. Some may be more intentionally than others, but 
It's definitely the, sh- the, the, the main one will be consistency yeah. because you can't like half do it and think, oh, okay. So yeah, don't think about trends. Think about, think about solid foundations. Think about. Because also like, um, we had a session with our coach this morning and he talked about Will Smith, who I really admire. The more I get to know about him, not as an actor, but as a, you know, a professional, the more I admire him. And actually, I like get jiggy with it read his book because he talks about he puts so much effort and hard work into getting where he is mm. and um consistently and he talks about you know there is no thing as such thing as luck it's where you know um hard work meets opportunity so you're ready for yeah. that opportunity because you've put all the work in already and that's exactly the same as these overnight successes there's no such thing is there yeah um, what i always remember about will smith is there's a clip that they use on loads of motivational videos and it's where he says like if there's two people running on a treadmill, like he would rather die than stop, you know, like he, so mm, he will keep yeah. going and he will outwork anyone. And I think that's missed a lot from people. You, yeah. you know, if you're Will, fair enough, he's Will Smith now, perhaps don't need to try as hard. But I think, but I think he still, still does. I think yeah, I think he, does he puts, still. Yeah, he puts the effort in. And, and oh, uh, I used so, to love going skating to some of his songs, you know, if one yeah. of his songs come out skating. But he would say, and our coach was telling us that in the book, he talks about how when he goes on to shows and he's like really bubbly, outgoing, friendly, funny, all of that, that's his character. He yeah. steps into character yeah. to be Will Smith, who um, is a person. Which we do on creative. this podcast. Honestly, me and, me and Anita, we're like dishwater, aren't we? <laughs> when we're not on this. <laughs> <laughs> when, it's, when, it's just, like, when it's just us two, no, no recordings going. No, no, <laughs> just the same. <laughs> but no, yeah, no. But there must have been times, wasn't mm. there, where you or me or both of us have had a shit day and we've got to crack on. You don't feel um, like doing it. Yeah, yeah. but that's your job, isn't it? Else, or you, you know. But you've got to bring that energy. You've got to bring that. And uh, yeah. yeah, Will Smith's a great example of that. So, so now we've got onto this. But anyway, interesting. Yeah. So anyway, have a great day, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day you're listening to this, and we will see you for the next one, which is the quickie. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, connect with us on social media. Just search Get Savvy Club.